0: Welcome, Earthlings. This is HR's Most Dangerous Podcast. <laughs> I'm Joel Cheeseman. I'm Chad Sowash. And on this week's podcast, we talk about LinkedIn, 84 Lumber, Snapchat, and Facebook. But before we get into it, let's hear a word from one of our sponsors.
1: America's Job Exchange is a market leader in diversity recruitment and an ofccp compliance solution provider. We serve over a 1,000 customers, consisting of federal contractors and subcontractors, to SMBs and Fortune 500 organizations. America's Job Exchange specializes in job distribution to over 6,500 state one-stop career centers and community-based organizations, ensures the creation and maintenance of state credentials, Obtains veteran preference on job postings, robust outreach management, and supports effective, positive recruitment efforts designed to recruit individuals with disabilities, veterans, women, and minorities. For more information, call us at 866-926-6284 or visit us at www.americasjobexchange.com.
0: Chad, I'm a little salty this week. Just this week? (laughs) Just this week. (laughs) it's the Browns, but I don't want to talk about the Browns. I want to jump right into our topics. Okay. Uh, And I want to start with a rant. We're just, (laughs) we're going head, head first. Uh, LinkedIn has me ticked off.
2: For what? What would they do now?
0: All right. I celebrated a work anniversary recently. Okay. Uh, Which essentially means I was at a company, so I I have an anniversary. (laughs) So apparently, you know, all of your network gets notified that you have a work anniversary. I see those all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And it says, oh, say, you know, send them a message. And LinkedIn auto-populates their message with the same message. Like, congratulations on your work anniversary. Right, right, right. So I end up getting 20 to 30 emails that are all the same message so one of two things has to happen here okay one is linkedin has to randomize the messages and i'm pretty sure that's what they're going to have to do because the humans are obviously too dumb uh to customize a message uh that which would be the other thing that has to happen look people have to customize the messages well
2: yeah no and that's crap for 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 a, a system I mean, for goodness sakes, the next thing you know, we're gonna be on that movie wall e We're we're you know, machines are feeding us and all we're doing is watching videos. I mean, for God's sakes, come on. People, if you're so lazy that you can't actually come up with a genuine congratulations or happy birthday, or just just a genuine message because you are quote unquote too busy. Yeah, I'm doing air quotes, then don't do it because you're wasting my time. Uh, because I've got to sift through all this crap that says congrats or happy birthday or whatever it is. If it's not legit and it's not authentic, then don't do it. I mean, let's say that's one of the things that really drives me crazy about recruiting today. We hear about all this automation, which is great, but we really want to lean so hard on it that the whole human aspect of it, it's like it's totally devoid in some cases. And and this is, this is a, a perfect example
0: and I'll throw salt in the wound in saying that most of my network is full of recruiters. <laughs> yeah. And how many recruiters do you hear bitching about, you know, all the all the cover letters are the same. There's not custom, you know, nothing is customized <laughs> in my communication with a job seeker. Well, yeah. you're just as guilty of it when you just click send instead of deleting the auto message that LinkedIn puts in there. And putting in just a little personalization, uh, and making you stand out from everyone else. Which, by the way, is a nice marketing tool. Yes. If you want to stand out from all the other people, put something custom. It okay. it will mean something to the to the recipient. Trust uh, me.
2: Yeah. Okay, people. It's called engagement. It's called authentic, genuine engagement. And we know. I mean, we know what genuine is. When we get one of these robotic responses, I mean, I've I've actually myself clicked on. I wanted to add somebody as a connection in LinkedIn. I think their UI has changed where it's actually trying to get more of those, those uh, customized message um, when you're trying to link with somebody. Uh, but uh, so they're doing better there. But when it comes to some of the personal messages, I, I think they're really, they're going way too far. If you, if you're so lazy that you can't come up with your own message, then don't do it at all.
3: Cause don't you're not that all. busy.
2: Amen.
0: I will second that. Don't do it at all, people, unless you can take some time to put a little love in the message, you know, seal it, stamp it and send it.
2: Yeah, our our robot overlords (sighs) one day will be doing it for us. Let's not let's not let's not uh, have them do it just yet. All right, I'm coming
0: down for a little bit. I'm coming down from Ooh. the ledge. Yeah. I'm feeling okay. I'm breathing a little bit. Um, so that's our LinkedIn rant to start our you first got ever me going episode. On that one, man. That's I'm feeling great. pretty good. I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah. Um. Eighty four lumber. Super Bowl what come, ad. What comes to mind when I say eighty four lumber? Super Bowl ad, man. <laughs> of course. I mean, that, yeah. I mean, big media. Oh yeah.
2: I mean, talking about. Well, and and you just did a post on this. Um, I mean, they had like 11 million views on their on their ad, which was like how long? It was over five minutes long, wasn't it?
0: Well, so they did one of these sort of uh, teaser ads. So the Super Bowl ad was a minute and a half long Mm -hmm. or in the business, as we say, 90 seconds. (laughs) Um, And then at 90 seconds, they said, you know, to follow the end of the story or to follow what you know to see what happens next oh yeah go to journey84.com which i had no clue is,
2: i had no which, clue which it was which
0: frankly at. which frankly is a very sort of 2001 thing to do right yeah, like yeah, oh yeah. go on your computer and go to this url and find out what's going on uh, so that was kind of you know cheesy uh, but then you go to youtube and there's a yeah f- 5 6 minute video that for those that don't know, um, it was sort of controversial. Mm, it yeah. was a Mexican mother and daughter. Right. Uh, they were escaping, I assume, escaping Mexico. They got to America. They got to the border. And there was a huge wall there, which is very Trumpist, which every ad now is political. Uh-huh. Um, and then the door opens, and that was sort of the end of the ad, of what I remember. Right. And then they they don't really even say apply for a job or come look at our jobs or we're a great place to work. Um, which the agency described to me, um, as look, we wanted to get people's attention. They did. Yes. For good or bad. And there were good, you know, there were good reviews and bad reviews. Uh, they're going to be launching a spring campaign, which is more call to action, apply, etc. Now, how they're going to tie that into the Mexican mother and daughter to, you know, people working at 84 lumber. I'm not sure, but you know, right. they're right. ad people and they're, they're intelligent usually. Um, so hopefully they'll figure it out. So you're pretty, you're pretty negative on, on the whole thing. I'm kind of giving it a chance.
2: I, well, I, I wouldn't say it's negative. I'm just saying it wasn't a recruitment ad. I'm saying it was a political statement that 84 lumber had. They wanted to get some eyeballs. They got some eyeballs, you know, I think they actually won the award for the best spot. I, I could be wrong. Um, but, I mean, they it was ad one Week of the did
0: better. Adweek did have them as their best spot. Now, I'm sure I can find a handful of people who said it was the worst spot as oh, well. Oh, yeah,
2: yeah. So, I mean, you know, it was rated very high, well-produced, well-thought-out, but it was not a recruitment ad. And here's why I say it wasn't a recruitment ad, because I didn't even know what the ad was about until I went to the the Journey 84 page. I watched the rest of the movie, which, you know, uh, apparently close to 11 million other people did. And I still didn't understand what was the purpose of this video other than really just a political, you know, message. Um, and then I scrolled down. I had to scroll down <laughs> to see, start your own journey with us at Careers at 84 Lumber. And okay, to totally get that. But it, number one, it was below the fold. I mean, I watched the entire movie. I had no clue. There's no call to action, like you'd said. There's no call to action whatsoever. And then I scroll down, and then there's this red-ish kind of subdued button that it, I'm like, "You're kidding me! This is a recruiting campaign." They spent all this money on a recruiting campaign that really was not a recruiting campaign. It was a political message. That's so. I'm not down on it, and I also don't believe. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, check me on this later. That these ads, um, I think you had said in, in your post that they wouldn't have the immigrants. I don't really, to be quite frank, think they're going to have any attachment to these whatsoever. If it does, it'll be incredibly loose.
0: So let's look at the numbers real quick. Um, we, we do know how many views the YouTube video has gotten. Yeah, um, it's roughly 10, 11 million on the full story, which I find interesting that the full story, the five minute uh, video is is a lot more like three times more views than the commercial, um, although they're trying to drive you to the URL. But I would think people would want to see the 30 second more than the, the six minute. But anyway, that's irrelevant. Um
2: Roughly, well, they've already seen the 30-second on TV, or they've already seen the minute and a half on TV, so they want to see the rest of it. That's what drove them there in the first place. So They weren't watching the original on YouTube, in most cases. They were watching it at the Super Bowl ad, which drove them to that. That's Fair point. Like that. yeah. Fair
0: point. Fair point. Um, we know that a 30-second spot in the Super Bowl this year costs between 5 and $5.5 and million. Dollars. Mm-hmm. So let's, let's, you know, a 30, a 90 second ad, which is what this was, is going to cost 15 plus million dollars. The ad is arguably cinematic quality. I mean, this was,
3: this was professionally
0: put together. This wasn't a pets.com ad from 1998. Like this was a legit ad. So, uh, you know, roughly if you're saying, you know, this company probably spent 30, 40 million dollars, is that fair to say?
2: I would say I, I, I don't know if it was that much. I don't know how much it actually cost to shoot an ad like that. Um, she, but yeah, I, yeah, the I, PR I, around I, it, I, the different yeah, markets, I mean, it's just the amount of cash that was plunked down on this. Once again, which is why I say this is not a recruiting video. I repeat, this is not a recruiting video. This is this is a statement. This is a political statement. You don't spend this kind of cash. Um, And then have a little button down at the bottom of the of this site that says oh, you can go to careers here. That's not what this was about. This was a political statement. So right. I love I love how, you know, marketing likes to spin things. But I, I'm sorry, this is this is not going to be something that pushes their next campaign. And if it is, like I said before, if it's loosely connected, I will be incredibly surprised.
0: So you're you're taking the conspiracy theory angle. And saying they made a they made a political statement, and wrapped it in a loosely fitted recruitment ad uh, box. I
2: don't know that it's a conspiracy theory. It seems pretty pretty evident.
0: <laughs> so it did come out later. I didn't I didn't report on this, but the CEO uh, of 84 Lumber is apparently a, a, a big Donald Trump supporter. So based on your comments this is interesting. Like, okay. It was there some bigger, broader, uh, uh, interest there in saying, you know, Trump's policies support us. And I don't, I mean, legal immigration, I don't know enough about eight for lumber's business yeah. I know They're based in P- Pennsylvania. They hire mm. people over the place. So maybe there's, you know, is there going to be kickback from Trump for like a positive? I don't know. I don't know. But, the, the story is just starting, I think. You know, the ad is only 30, 45 days old. So right, So the right. buzz around it. Yep. We're going to have to see what the follow-up ads are going to say, if they really are recruitment specific, if there's any tie-in um, to the immigrants. Or was it just, we want to be uh, on the fringe, get attention. Um, and then when we do the recruitment ads, people remember, oh, yeah, 84 Lumber, that ad in the Super Bowl.
2: You yeah. could argue that's I
0: mean, their strategy.
2: It, it, brand awareness, positive, negative, brand awareness. Um, but again, I we'll, we'll have to see what happens next. But that was not a recruiting ad. This this story is to be
0: continued, I yes. think. Um, I, I will add, too, though, and you and I are have been around long enough. Um, you know, There used to be a time where we would sit around and say, like, what job sites or what employment sites are going to be advertising in the Super Bowl? Oh, yeah. And I thought we might get to a day when actual companies uh, advertise in the Super Bowl around, you know, get a job at our company. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the fact that in 20 years we've gone from, you know, monster career builder, hot jobs, et cetera, ads to they don't even advertise anymore.
2: No. Yeah. To,
0: you know, Audi did the, you know, the, uh, the, the, the women's. Sort of specific ad, which Mm -hmm. was not specifically work for Audi, but it was a, you know, PR. Yeah, it was it was a consumer brand, too. Absolutely. Yeah, they hit they hit both points. And I would say the Audi ad, uh, which both you and I have daughters, sort of at least made me, you know, tear up a little bit was all Um, I was I was all over that, dude. That was was an awesome ad. It was an awesome ad. Um and with 84 Lumber, you know, when we see a trend where more and more companies uh, sort of wrap a, an employment message into a consumer uh, warm and fuzzy as well. And I think it's yeah. an interesting trend that I think we'll continue to see. Um, and I think we'll even see it in, in local markets outside of Super Bowl. But we'll see right, more right. employers say about like, hey, you know what? We could kill two birds with one stone. We can build a great consumer brand. And a great employment brand uh, in the same breath.
2: Oh, I well, and you have to. No, today I think companies are starting to understand. I'm going to go back to my Richard Branson um, example. You know, Richard Branson spent some money doing research to see how his brand was being affected in the candidate experience, and when we saw this, we had some discussions on Facebook about this. where, you know, it was actually their experience, their, their candidate experience was negatively impacting customers, their Virgin Media, Virgin Mobile customers that were going through the applicant, uh, tracking systems and getting thrown into a black hole. And they lost, they accounted for, they lost $6 million because of that experience for candidates, because they ejected out of using that product. And they started using a competitor product. So Richard Branson, being as smart as you know, as smart as he is, uh, you know, he wanted to focus on you know understanding that our candidates are our customers. Not only can should we be able to keep that six million dollars if we treat them better, but think of all those candidates that uh, aren't using our our products currently. And then they showed that there were seven million dollars. Of, of a prospect of sales for individuals who are applying for jobs, going through their experience who didn't use Virgin mobile, right? Or Virgin media. So, you know, companies need to really wake up and understand that the candidate experience is the customer experience. I don't care if you're a consumer brand or not. Um, that's what you have to treat your candidates as they are your customers.
0: And, we're going off on a tangent a little bit, but yeah. that's okay. Cause this is a podcast and we can just talk. <laughs> People can fast forward if they want, it's all good. But, but, um, on your Richard Branson thing, I, I've always thought this is interesting is that recruiting and HR don't think of themselves enough as marketing and marketing departments never really think about HR as a marketing opportunity. And I, I've always said, if, if you could take recruiting and show them how many resumes are in a database and how much of those resumes are just sitting there dead yeah. in a database somewhere, mm-hmm. you know, marketing would strangle themselves because the amount of, of customers, potential customers that are in this database that never get touched yes. is ridiculous. I mean, a simple example is, You know, if I apply to a job at Taco Bell, I should get an email saying "Thanks for applying. Here's a coupon for a free chalupa." That's good marketing.
2: It's good branding. It's a good way Um, to get somebody into gets somebody Taco Bell.
0: And how many resumes do you think Taco Bell gets a day? Yeah, I I have no clue. But if you could turn half of those people and bring them into the store. How awesome would that be?
2: Well, and I would say that in that case, definitely that that that's that's your target market as well. So again, you are talking about your customers, and and much like the Audi um, ad that we were talking about, you know, they are they're they're targeting from the standpoint of a, a brand, consumer, and employer. I mean, you want to buy that product, but wouldn't you also want to work for an organization that believes uh, in what they believe? I mean, that to me, you're wrapping everything around. So it's not, it's not just employment brand. It's not just, con- it's not just consumer brand. It is the brand and being able to uh, create a holistic message. And then, and then again, as you'd said, even down to the level of, hey, you know, here, here you go. Thanks for applying. We appreciate it. Maybe we don't have jobs. Maybe we do have something. Maybe we filled the position. It doesn't matter. Here's a free chalupa yeah. <laughs> or a loaded taco burrito, whatever.
0: <laughs> and keep in touch with those people. Um, you know, the 84 Lumber lumber example, um, how easy would it have been for 84 Lumber to email, you know, everyone who's applied to their job? Now, this is assuming that as soon as they've applied, you know, they get a monthly newsletter or they get something from 84 Lumber. Yeah. And and one of those messages is, hey, here's a sneak peek at our at our Super Bowl ad. You know, feel free to share it with your network or whatever. Just make it easy to share, yeah. you know. I'm assuming that 84 Lumber probably has hundred to 200,000 easy resumes in their database. So that would be like a free marketing tool that they probably didn't utilize, but that they could have. And at some point, you know, we are definitely seeing a marriage of, of HR recruiting and marketing because we have to. And I think some of these things need to, you know, just be, just shine a light on. Um, And as more companies do it, hopefully more and more companies will say like, hey, marketing, let's sit down and figure out how we can market slash recruit. And we both win. Company makes more money. The shareholders are happier and we all win. Because right now, my experience is that that discussion is not happening between HR and marketing.
2: No. and, And again, it is incredibly important that marketing that the 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 user experience team i mean we're talking about applicant tracking systems and not wanting these these customers to go into a black hole we want them to be engaged in a genuine and authentic way sound familiar um and 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 marketing should be able to help out with that because and and that should i mean that should be one of their highest priorities you have all these individuals that come to your career site on a daily basis why are you not involved in the messaging? And I know there are probably like HR and staffing recruiters that are going crazy right now, pulling their hair, head out, or hair out because Chad's talking about marketing getting into our stuff. Well, yeah, I mean it. It it, it is a holistic need. Um, not to mention when you start talking about brand and you start talking about ROI. And here's the big thing: take a look at Richard Branson, and he looks at his he looks at his uh, HR department or staffing department. And says, hey, do you realize our process just lost us $6 million? Who wants to be that VP? Who wants to be the VP of HR when that happens? Um, not, not me. me. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Great. Great food for thought. All right. Um, let's take a quick break, Chad. And okay, we'll so come back cool. and talk about Snapchat and Facebook.
3: Boom. Want a productivity tool that you can provide to your recruiters that is easy to use and instantly eliminates the busy work of recruiting, making your recruiters two times faster on the web? Then you'll want to check out Web Clip Drop, which is a browser based productivity tool that your recruiters will love. Using Web Clip Drop, your recruiters can instantly clip any profile or resume from any site online, and then they can drop that data into your applicant tracking system. CRM, or even send a clean profile URL to hiring managers for review, saving hours of copying and pasting data, or cleaning resumes for introduction. Web Clip Drop can also find the email contact information for most professional contacts online, saving you thousands of dollars in fees for paper contact sites. There's much more this powerful and simple tool can do. Check it out now at webclipdrop.io and use the promo code HIREDAILY2017. No spaces to get an exclusive offer only for podcast listeners. Chad, do you Snapchat? I don't. (laughs) Have you
0: downloaded the app?
2: Uh, I did at one time, but I never used it. Julie does because, I mean, you know, we we have to make sure that, you know, we see what the kids are doing and stuff. But, uh, yeah, I just don't I don't I don't have time for every single platform, social media platform that's out there. Julie
0: is Chad's wife, for those of you that don't know out there in yes. Podcast Land. Um, so I I have it. I don't, you know, I don't really use it, but I keep track, you know, I, I like to keep tabs on what's going on. You know, I've been I've been interested in watching it grow as more of a content play. So I can go on and look at news from Buzzfeed, uh, you know, snaps from ESPN, etc. So, you know, to me, it's intriguing just to see how Snap has gone from sort of disappearing texts, messages to creating, you know, stories or videos that last a day, which I think is genius because if it disappears, you know, every 24 hours, you got to keep making content. And if you're a viewer, you got to keep going on because you got to see new content. So that was pretty genius when they did that and, and created those stories. Uh, but for me, it's just, you know, I, I like to look at things from a marketing perspective and how are they going to make money with this? How are they going to monetize it? You know, how are they going to keep users? What's mm-hmm. the competition doing? Um, right. So to me, that's interesting. But, but the news from this, this past uh, week or month was that Snapchat went public. And uh, the stock was released at 17 uh, when it went to retail, you know, when the bell rung. Um, it launched at 24, it went up to 26, it kind of went down to 21. So it's sort of in this, in this space, but, uh, where it is, you know, chair wise, you know, this thing is worth more than Twitter target, you know, some pretty well known both online players as well as, um, offline players. And when a company gets public, when they get sort of mass, you know, critical mass, Um, You know, they're at 150 or so users, you know, to me, that's when you have to start and say, okay, this is going to be an advertising medium. How can that benefit me? And I think that's where they are with Snapchat.
2: Well, and, and, okay, so you take a look at, I mean, this is, and again, with my my media background, I look at all of these as channels, right? So just like radio stations. Radio stations, you have different channels. Whether you're on XM, it doesn't matter. you got de- different demographics for those different channels. So you take a look at LinkedIn. You take a look at uh, Facebook. You take a look at Snapchat. You're talking about three entirely different demographics. Snapchat is huge when it comes to the uh, 18 to 24 side of the house, right? Where Facebook is that next level up. you are talking about 25 to, to 35, maybe even a little bit older. So I agree, they're, they're, the ads that they have, they're, they're really kind of luxurious, you know, video cool ads, the the, the geo filters that you're starting to see, the, the, the lenses that you're starting to see Facebook starting to adopt now, um, you know, I think they're really pushing uh, innovation when it comes to being able to draw sponsors in. Um, I watched, uh, the, the, the Gatorade ad or the, the Gatorade, um, sponsored lens that they had for, uh, for Super Bowl, which I thought was incredibly cool and it had a ton of interaction. Um, but the thing is, from a from a recruitment standpoint, you know how do you how do you start to layer in to some of these some of these social platforms? A lot of it. The first question is, what's your demographic? And you know, Snap is is big eighteen twenty four. If that's your demographic, then again, pull your team together. You've got to find out a way to be able to leverage this because the interaction is huge.
0: I agree, and I think that um, what's interesting is online advertising has sort of become this evolution. And uh, I point to Google first because Google really popularized a very easy way to advertise. Um, It was all text-based. It was pretty simple to understand, okay, if I'm an employer in Boston, Massachusetts, this is a broad example, but if someone types in Boston jobs, Right. or find Boston Jobs or Boston Job Search, I want to have an ad on Google with text telling people why they should click over and you know look at my site. It's pretty easy to decide, okay, if someone clicks on my ad, Google makes money. But from a, from a maintenance standpoint, it's really easy to say, okay, I don't have to make an image. I don't have to make a video. I don't have to put a logo in. It's like I can just put text with my URL, and I, I only pay if someone clicks on it. Right, And then that was sort of like 1.0. And then 2.0 was to say, okay, you have this thing called Facebook and Facebook knows your age, your sex, who you work for, are you married or single? You know, they know so much about you that the targeting was far, you know, I wouldn't say far better, but it was far different than Google. So for anyone on Facebook, they could say, look, I want to target women between 18 and 25 uh, during this time of day with this ad, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So you had an image, you had some text. Facebook took it to another level. Right. Now you have Snapchat, which has, it's more visual. I mean, you can't just put a text ad in Snapchat. It won't work. Right, Right, it's got to be video. It's got to be mobile. It's got to be a mobile screen. It can't be, you know, landscape in nature, and it has to be super creative. So it's
2: for the selfie generation, dude. I mean, that's what it is. That's totally
0: look at us. Like we remember MTV when it came out, right? (laughs) But uh, so employers, I think, have you know, some employers get Google. You'd probably agree that most of them haven't. We yeah. probably both agree that some of them get Facebook, but most of them have not.
2: Oh, yeah, definitely.
0: And it's less to get Facebook than get probably Google. Now, how many are going to get, in quotes, Snapchat? Very few. You know, some will get it. But I think there there are two levels of getting Snapchat. One will be the organic side. Like, yeah. we'll actually have a Snapchat account. We'll actually put content that's organic. Uh, people will follow us. We'll continue to add, add you know, content. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you'll have the side that is advertising. And I think advertising will catch on far before people put their own Snapchat for jobs, pages or, or accounts up. Because when you looked at Facebook back in the day, people started setting up, you know, company jobs at Facebook. Right. And they ended up being ghost towns for a oh, few yeah. reasons. One was they couldn't maintain them. Uh, and the second one was no one wants to follow a company that's just about jobs because, well, what if my boss finds out that I'm following target jobs? I'm going to have some explaining to do as well, to why I'm following a, a company site.
2: Yeah, but here's the problem. Companies and companies in, in us in the recruiting industry, we have totally failed to see what Facebook is about. Uh, Facebook is a lifestyle platform. We're not in Facebook looking for jobs. Right. That's not why we're there. We're not in Facebook looking for jobs. We're not Snapchatting because we're looking for jobs. Um, So what we have to be able to do and what Facebook can do and and much like what Google can do is it's all about relevance and then trying to understand the actual job seekers. I mean, their their experience and, and their behavior. That's where a Google is, is really king. All the data that they're pulling from my Android phone or from just regular usage um, on my desktop, they they know my behavior, um, all that stuff. But so does Facebook. So again, you know, I think one of the things that we 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 we're gonna want to do is is pull on some some ad execs, uh, some advertising <laughs> execs to have uh, uh, conversations about this moving forward. Because again, you know, we we just want to shove jobs down people's throats, and I totally get that. But the problem is we're hitting so many irrelevant people while we're going through that process, these platforms allow for much more relevance and a much more slick and and better way to hit, as I said before, the selfie generation. If that's who you're trying, if that's who you're trying to actually hit, Snapchat's freaking perfect. The thing is now you need to be able to create content that will attract those people, right? So it's a lot of it obviously the platforms are there Targeted, they're amazing, um, but how do you leverage them? Yes, yeah, and of I just think throwing jobs.
0: You know, I think organically we're starting to see some evidence. Um, NASA, for example, uh, is doing a good job of like showing engineers and what they do, which is which is great. And, and um, there's a, a finance company that the name escapes right now where they're actually, if you're familiar with Snapchat spectacles, um, so just briefly on those, these are glasses. That record, and then the recording goes directly into your Snapchat Snapchat account. So this company is giving spec these spectacles to employees, oh, yeah. and saying, "Hey, go out and you know record your day, record what you do, and then they're 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 publishing these stories for followers um, that are there." And I think I think more companies will get on the advertising side, partly because agencies will push it, and agencies will say, you know, we're going to spend this and you know, we're going to get a cut of that. So there's a monetary reason why advertising will probably take off before the organic. But to me, you know, the targeting on Snapchat is a little bit, a little bit different because it is by its DNA, an an anonymous platform, right? It was born with, Hey, I text somebody, it disappears. So, so what does Snapchat know? I mean, we know that, uh, you're supposed to put in your age, which is probably because of alcohol, uh, Messages can't go to you if you're under 21 or 18, depending on where you are. Right. Um, they they kind of know your sex because of your preferences, who you follow, the content you create. Um, they know your location, which I think is really important because it is a mobile first platform. Right. Really mobile only platform. Yeah. Um, so they know really precisely where you are, and they're uh, they're using they're utilizing Foursquare's API to know that. Um, And a few other things, they're working with some third parties to decide to figure out, like, uh, buying behavior based on what you do on your phone. And there's some really sort of, uh, you know, creepy stuff going on that people know or don't know that's going on, but to help target ads to you. Uh But to me, an easy example of how a company might uh, promote its jobs is let's say you're McDonald's and someone snaps at McDonald's. And you mentioned filters and people don't know filters. Basically people can filter, they can give themselves bunny ears, they can give themselves, you know, a mustache, you know, there are funny things that people can filter over their video. And what if you snapped in McDonald's and one of the filters at McDonald's was you can become a fry cook. So they give you a McDonald's hat, they give you a burger flipper, and then you're a burger flipper at McDonald's and you're snapping this to all your friends. Well, indirectly, you're promoting working as a burger flipper at McDonald's.
3: Could turn into a game,
0: right? It could <laughs> turn a lot of things. I mean, you could be at the airport, and you could have you could be like a a United pilot,
3: and you yeah, have a yeah. United yeah. hat, and yeah.
0: you're flying an airplane. And you know, I was going to say maybe crash the plane, but that's probably not a good idea. Oh. So, I mean, there are certain things I think that can be creative that you can relay sort of an employment message uh-huh. and utilize Snapchat. and that, I think that's probably where um, it, the next, the next generation will go.
2: Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I just think that we, we need to pull experts in who understand demographics and how to reach out to those different demos. I mean, in even communities. I mean, you take a look at, You know, RallyPoint, that's like the Facebook for the military community. How do you message to them? It's much different than messaging on Facebook or Google or Snapchat. You've got to take a look at all these different avenues of approach and see how do you have a genuine message um, and not just throw jobs in front of them. Because that's what we've done for years. It's like, hey, I'm going to give you my API and you just start throwing jobs in front of people. And let's cross our fingers and hope people actually click through. I've got web traffic and analytics and all that other stuff. Well, that's all well and good, but let's focus on better targeting and giving relevant information as opposed to just scattershotting, which is, I mean, we, what we've done for well over a decade now. And I think that,
0: uh, you know, Facebook this this week basically turned its messenger system, which by the way has like 500 million active users on it, um, yeah. into Snapchat. Yep. and, and Instagram, 600 million users, has uh, stories similar to Snapchat. So one is that basically is competition with Snapchat, but it also says if Facebook, you know let's, if Snapchat does this sort of intriguing, interesting advertising model, well, guess what? Zuckerberg and company are going to do it. Oh, so yeah. we'll get to a point where if you do a, a filter ad, you can do it on Snapchat and you can do it on Facebook, which it makes right. it you know sort of more more mainstream. Um, and I think that's essentially what's going to happen because Facebook is just this gargantuan, and they'll Facebook more than Snap will figure out the advertising component because okay. they do advertising so well.
2: Well, and here's here's a great segue, and we talk about Facebook jobs. I mean, we I was with um, Facebook and the Department of Labor and so on and so forth when we started. Uh, the the social jobs partnership which is really just a just a warm and fuzzy kind of thing where Facebook wanted a, a jobs API into a page that nobody ever looked at it was a great press release they're working with the DOL yada 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 um, but it never went anywhere because they were really focused and it's one of the things I got to give give Facebook is that you know they're, they're really focused on um, trying to solve for the question. And the question is, how do we make money out of relevant ads and timeline stream, that kind of thing? Um, and that's really where their focus was when the social jobs partnership came out. They didn't care about jobs. I mean, period. They had to solve for the problem that they had right then. And that was the revenue piece. And, you know, getting getting relevant information into the timeline. Now. It seems we shall we shall see that they're starting to turn their focus onto the job side. What what you you've 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 been doing some research yeah, on? This. Yeah, so say?
0: great, so great segue. And, and I think some historical perspective is interesting. Um, you and I both know of sort of big consumer brands companies that get into the classified job space. Oh yeah, and. What was uh, interesting first with Google, can you hear that ring? Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. Answer it. I'm not. Um, (laughs) Crap. Anyway, uh, sorry about that, folks. First recording, this is going to (laughs) happen. Oh, this is stupid it's your mac isn't it no it's not it's my mac it's an, an apple product all right we'll just we'll just hope that uh we're good hold on okay little intermission okay so uh google got into the classifieds game with google base which we both remember mm-hmm. and it failed um you know and ebay started kijiji which was classifieds which is very popular in Canada from what I understand. Um, but nowhere else. So when Facebook announced this past month that they were going to get into job postings, um, a lot of people rolled their eyes and thought, oh yeah, here's another big guy who thinks they they figured out job postings. Yeah. Um, so essentially how this works is most companies have a Facebook page. This Facebook page fan page is basically usually sharing, you know, pictures of the business, sharing uh, whatever pictures, videos, etc. People follow them. They can share coupons and whatnot. And Facebook very recently added the ability to post jobs to uh, your company page or your fan page. It's free, um, but you can boost your ads, which I think is probably where the power is. Um, in this solution to get it to get awareness um, now a couple of things let's talk about the bad stuff first is it is primarily a small business solution there is no ATS integration there is no CRM I'm sure compliance is you know out the you know, I'm sure none of that stuff is considered right uh, but if you are a small local company uh, Facebook is a definite competitor to Craigslist or any other um, solution that you're using. Mm-hmm. Now, I think at some point Facebook will realize, hey, we need to have some of these integrations and with their API framework, it shouldn't be too difficult to have some of that. Yeah. But if you apply to a job on Facebook, you're essentially chatting with the person who posts the job or the admin of the of the page. And, and I don't see an enterprise sort of embracing that no. anytime soon, um, no. but it could. Now, what's good is, you know, it's free, small companies can do this, but you can leverage the targeting of Facebook to get your ad or your job posting to, to, to a very specific audience. Um, if you've not advertised on Facebook, you can look at, you know, location, age, you can look at uh, college they went to, what degrees they have, if any, you can get really, really segmented on who you're targeting with Facebook with these job postings.
2: Yeah, well, and that's that's the big key, right? Is we we want to be targeted, and, and I really think they're in the baby steps mode right now. They see there's revenue there. Uh, you know, I, I guess the question is, <clears throat> how do they go after that revenue? Um, you know, it's it's a it's a segment of of uh, Craigslist. Um, they see obviously that there are boards that are out there that are still, um, you know, reaping some some, some pretty good cash. Uh, how could we weave, or how could they weave uh, jobs into a lifestyle platform, and how could they serve up relevant content in in, in your timeline? Um, that's the, I mean, that's the key, and I think that's obviously the next step forward for any company to be able to push the platforms that they're using right now. If they can they can be a part of uh pretty much, a they're, they're like close to 2 billion active users. Mm-hmm. Is that, I mean, that that's, that's unheard of, but being a part of their every single day, that's the platform that you want to be a part of. And if you can feed them relevant content, you know, you know, they're a systems administrator and you've got system admin jobs that are popping up all the time, you know, where they live. Uh, it just makes sense. So I think, you know, whether it's, it's, Facebook whether it doesn't matter who it is um, social so the social aspect um, is going to be I think the the next big step uh, in jobs and that and that specifically is gonna it is gonna be focused on treating them as customers as well because again you're talking about a brand and a lifestyle platform not on a job board right
0: yeah and I think uh, you know even aside from that, what becomes important is if you know, if Facebook decides tomorrow that it's going to spend a ton of money on advertising to tell people that you can find jobs on Facebook, Mm -hmm. you know, just go to facebook.com slash jobs to find your next great career. I mean, companies are going to start posting and people are going to go start searching for jobs. Uh And, and Facebook has that kind of ammunition to do that. Now, whether they do it or not, I don't know, um, but they certainly could. Um, And, and, the other thing is we, uh, at higher daily, we did a poll. We emailed our subscribers and asked if they expect to post jobs onto Facebook as it currently um, exists. And the results were sort of interesting. It was about 40, 40 split between we will use it or experiment with it versus we're not going to use it. Okay. And then the extra percent was sort of, we're going to wait and see what happens. Yeah. So, you know, there's a good number that will do it immediately. Um, I, I, Obviously if you remember they're like, screw that, we're not gonna deal with Facebook. But then a lot of people are like, you know what, we're open to it, we're gonna see what happens. Um, the the early results from the media, um, classified intelligence to the store on this, is that it's been a pretty it's been a pretty solid uh, opening for the company with job postings. And people seem to like that it's free, it's easy, and that they can promote the jobs um, to you know Facebook's database. Like I think, for example. If you want to hire a developer, there aren't a lot of developers on LinkedIn because they don't want to be called by recruiters. They don't. Right. Want, they don't. They don't want to be anywhere near LinkedIn. Uh-huh. But they're they're all on Facebook. Uh, it'll integrate to Instagram at some point, and you could target people with advertising that are developers and not necessarily on LinkedIn. And I think that's pretty powerful.
2: No, it is. It it is very powerful. I mean, the the thing that we've got to take a look at, and this is where. You know, I think uh, Facebook is, is going to have to continue to do their work on on spam is uh, is really make sure they vet these, quote unquote, companies who have pages and can post jobs.
0: And as Microsoft whittles away at LinkedIn, I think it creates an opportunity for Facebook uh, to get in there into the employment space and and really make make waves. And I don't think that most Facebook users have thought about their Facebook profile as a resume. Um, but if you, so if you apply to a job on Facebook, it will automatically plug in, you know, your, your, your work history, if it's there, your university, you know, anything else that's on Facebook. So I think as more people think about Facebook as a resume, um, that becomes pretty interesting. And can you, you know, publicly make your resume available easier than your your profile on Facebook. So do do the resumes become searchable even though you're not a friend or connected to someone on Facebook? I think that becomes pretty interesting too.
2: Yeah, I think the most interesting thing about Facebook is um, making sure – that, you know, most people want to keep their, their, their business, business and their personal, personal. And if I've talked to anybody about social media and using it for recruiting, that's one of the reasons why, oh, we're on LinkedIn for recruiting. And, you know, I, we don't do anything on Facebook because that's more of, more of the, the their personal space, and we don't want to get into their personal space. Well, it is again. I think I think we're going to have to, as a, as an industry, really get past that and understand that this is a lifestyle platform, and we're going to have to better engineer ways to effectively, with relevant relevant jobs, relevant information, relevant content, to get in front of the right people. That's all there is to it. So if you're Part of that forty percent that said we're not going to do it, okay. Well, good. That's forty percent that the other ones don't have to worry about, or sixty percent. You know, the 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 twenty percent that are sitting around just sitting on their hands waiting. Um, but I mean, this is this is how innovation starts. You start having these conversations. You start going out and you start looking at um, Snapchat. You start looking at the demographics and what you need versus what the platforms actually have, and then you leverage them. Um, you find creative ways to leverage them, and you in, you start injecting your marketing, uh, your messaging, and really creating more of a holistic experience as opposed to saying, well, this is just our employment brand. No, that's not how it works. Everybody can try to split those split those hairs if they want, but when you're doing this type of outreach, It is your brand, entire brand experience. And that Volvo commercial is where I keep coming back. You know, you want to buy that product because of what the company believes. But wouldn't you really want to work for a company like that? That is a holistic brand. Don't split the hairs. They begun they they I mean they belong together.
0: You mean Audi? Yeah, Audi. That's what (laughs) I meant.
2: Volvo. Apparently I not very good on the brand there, Audi. Look, I think I think if you're if you're questioning
0: Facebook, you know, you have little to lose. Go experiment with it, you know, spend a few hundred dollars, post a job, try to target it, you know, to a certain audience, get your feet well with advertising if you haven't done it before, um, and then track it and see the results. Chances are it'll work for you. And if it does, keep doing it. If not, you know, you're $100, $200 less than you were before, and more than likely your company can afford it. And I guarantee you, we will talk about this again. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, cool, man. Let's take a quick break, and then we'll come back and, and finish this up.
2: Excellent.
4: Recruitment is an interesting space. We all say we're looking for that fresh source of talent. Meanwhile, we keep going back to the same old sites and sources again and again. It's that whole definition of insanity thing. So here's something you may not have tried yet. beyond flex plan job posting packages – Not familiar with Beyond? I like to joke that they're one of the largest career sites that almost nobody has heard of. (laughs) But they are a powerhouse, with over 56 million job seeker members and huge site traffic. They help lots of companies connect with talent through job advertising, resume search, email marketing, text recruiting, and more. With Beyond's Flex Plan job posting package, you'll get targeted exposure for all of your jobs for one low flat rate. Here's how it works. You tell them how many jobs you have. They give you one price to market all of your jobs. And they give you 10% extra job slots so if your hiring needs change, there's no need to buy more throughout the year. They pull the jobs right from your career site and work their magic to get those jobs in front of the right people. Okay, so it's not magic. It's like an algorithm or something, but that's basically the same thing, right? All you need to know is that your jobs get super-targeted exposure across all the sites in the Beyond Career network. No messing with cost per click and monthly budgets and such. Just set it and forget it. If you want to give Beyond's Flex Plan a try, they're offering my podcast listeners a special trial package. It's a three-month full-service trial at 80% off of their standard rates to promote all of your jobs. And if you like the traffic and decide to continue with an annual plan, they'll give you 15% off an annual Flex Plan package. Just go to beyond.com slash cheddar to learn more and request a free quote. That's www.beyond.com slash cheddar.
0: Chad. Cheddar. We did
2: it. <laughs> Number one. Just about as you
0: can, man. First show on the books. We we had one screw up, I guess. That was, that was live. But uh, we'll fix that and, and we'll get better at this. Uh, if you're still listening, we thank you uh, for sticking with us um if you like us or hate us we feedback. encourage you to give feedback need some feedback uh, go to itunes google play wherever you listen um give us some feedback we want to make this show great and we can only do that if uh, we hear from you guys
2: yeah what would you like to hear about too give us some topics if you want to hear about some topics we'll do some research have some fun with them
0: yep absolutely uh also seriously want to thank our sponsors uh, we can't do this without them. So Amen. go see America's Job Exchange, Web Clip Drop, and beyond. Um, check out what they got and spend some money with them. Amen. Chad, it's been fun, man. We'll do it again next week. Have a fantastic weekend, dude.
2: You do the same. Got to see some King Kong.
0: <laughs> Later. <laughs> Later, dude.